Hey guys, it's me, Casper, from Massachusetts. It is raining and it's terrible. So, hope you guys had a cool Thanksgiving. I certainly did. I had nearly 30 people over for the turkey day. And it's a typical Sunday where the same amount of folks come over and hang out during the day and stuff like that. And then after that, they go away. But, um... I have something I would like to talk to you guys about, and it's about inclusion on social media. So, I have made it a habit nowadays to do photo description tags in my pictures so that my friends who are blind or visually impaired can also be included. I know what I put up on Facebook, so I didn't have to do any photo description for myself, but other friends of mine on my social media account are, you know, interested in finding out what I posted. Since I've been doing the photo description thing, I've gotten more reactions from people in social media, whether it be a video that I did and I put up or pictures and stuff like that. I would do photo description or video description or write out the transcript of a video so that my friends can be included and they could see what's going on and when they see everybody else going oh it's pretty but when they put the voiceover cursor on the picture it says image one person smiling or image two people blinking smiling indoor close suit it doesn't actually say what's there so if you have a phone an iPhone with voiceover tell voiceover to turn on and Make sure you're on Facebook first and then click on a picture. Don't, yeah, just like go to the page where the picture is and see exactly what I'm talking about. It'll say something image outside, grass, sky, close suit, something like that. That's not very descriptive. So, what I do is I, when I'm posting and when I'm making a post, I would put in the caption or comment of the fi- the, po- the uh, photo, I would include a photo description, talk about, do my best to describe what was there because I just did it. So that's what I've been doing lately. So how have you been making things inclusive for your friends who are blind or visually impaired on social media? If you can, just leave whatever thoughts you have in mind. You're going to hear a voiceover in my background because Anchor is not necessarily voiceover accessible anymore. For some reason, you can't even swipe up with three fingers to record. So I have to use my voice memo apps and then I transfer it over to Anchor when I go to the share button and it puts it in my archived files and I do what I need to do with it from there. Okay, I had to do that one over again. I kind of wanted to hide people's identity. So I'm only going to do just that part of the photo. I want you to hear what inclusion on social media sounds like to someone who is blind or visually impaired. So listen to this. Photo. Image may contain one or more people. Image. That's the sound of it not being described. I'm going to flick 
to the left. Hi Peaches. Photo description. I'm sitting with my back facing the camera. My locks are straight down dripping over the back of the chair. There are page three of four. Cassandra Zavid, William Now, Cassandra I want page, to find page, another page, picture page, page, that I have on here. Other photos that are appropriately described. Here's this one. Button, photo. Image may contain one or more people and indoor. Image. Photo description. I'm off to the far bottom right. I am wearing a black fedora hat with the red feather and a military scarf navy blue with the black t-shirt and deep maroon colored pants with vintage shoes. And my background are a few acrylic paintings from an art gallery in Detroit. The artwork consists of vibrant bright colors. My back is turned exposing extremely long locks. Hashtag CC beyond the cane. Inclusion in social media sounds like that. Hey y'all, so I came back to tell you guys about my experience as a blind voter. So, you know, for weeks at a time, I had been, I got my, my, my ballot in Braille maybe about a month ago. I got my, my ballots for voting in 2018 in Braille. You can actually get yours in Braille, large print or audio format. Um, if you are registered with some kind of like national library service for the blind and visually and physically handicapped, only if you ask for it, they'll give it to you. I asked for my copy of the ballot in Braille. Um, but while I was waiting, I figured why not get a head start and go online and read a little bit until you got it in Braille. So after all that preparation and making sure I made the best decision possible for Massachusetts and other people, and especially those living in marginalized lives. Tell me why, when I went to go vote and I was doing my second page, in the accessible voting machine, the ballot would not come out. The ballot decided it wanted to shit on me. I was like, are you kidding me? This is a serious inconvenience i immediately i got upset rightfully so because i had done all this mental preparation seriously i read my ballot in braille i read it with my computer my computer has speech back software it has voiceover and some computers have jaws which is like a screen reading software so i went through all all of those preparations just for that to happen to me I was like, hell no. I was like, okay. All serious notes. All seriousness. Someone's going to help me do this. There's no way. I'm going to sit here and waste four hours waiting for somebody to come. Four hours for someone to come fix this. That is voter suppression. First, I hear stories about you guys sending away seniors. You send a bus full of seniors away so they, they can't vote. And now you're coming after the people with disabilities. Guys, get over yourselves. You stole the last election. Now you're getting ready to try to steal the next one because you think you can just make the machines crap out on people at that timing. Really? 
grow a pair and stop being a kidult. So, voting. However, I was able to do my voting. I got it done. I knew what my decisions were. So that helped the lady who volunteered to help me out. It helped her time go by faster. I appreciate that they were there. But it was absolutely and a very unnerving experience that I had. Because I was all prepared and everything. And next thing you know, it just goes down the toilet and the, the machine shits on me. Um, there's nothing more liberating than the ability to vote independently on your own. Especially as someone with blindness. I don't care if you guys are tired of hearing about this blindness, this blindness, that. It's my podcast. I'm sharing perspectives from my world, my life. While I listen to you guys talk about what you want to talk about, it's time, I guess, you get to listen to what I want to talk about or what I find important. And you don't have to listen to it. It's your choice. But for those of you who do listen with an open mind, I appreciate you guys, especially those listening on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Overcast, every single thing connected to a podcast, Google Podcast. You guys are highly appreciated. Really are. Um, but if you have questions, you know where you can send me an email. I, I gave you guys an email address that you could send questions and comments and audio recordings to. Should you wish to have your comments slash questions posted on air which I hope you would because it would make the next episode interesting anywho I got to vote I got my voting sticker but I did feel kind of slightly humiliated because I had all intentions to use that machine so it was a bit of disrespect I felt real disrespected they disrespected my gangster for real anyways (laughs) so I'm not the only one who is with blindness that's had this happen to them I have other friends in Massachusetts this is happening to, or has happened to, other people out of state, other friends out of state that I heard this happening to. All of us ganged up on social media and we started going nuts on it because it's crazy. Why, Why didn't it mess up while they were testing it the day before? That's even if they actually really did. And then you wait for them to start voting and then you want to start messing it up. It's apparent that I'm the only one in the town that I live in that uses the accessible machine. And I know there are other blind people living in my neighborhood. What's going on? Or are they going to a different location to vote? Anywho, I don't know. I don't want to say it's it's a suspicious thing, but I did feel kind of... I felt like they were trying to inconvenience me, and I think they were trying to. Well, they didn't get to because I still got to cast my ballot. I did all the preparation, reading it in Braille, listening to it on my computer, and carefully weighing out my options, and also got to help out some friends make informative choices. I got friends in Massachusetts, friends in Texas, friends in Michigan, friends in California, friends everywhere who called to ask me about you know certain questions and explain the language and everything and how confusing it was so I gave them a scenario a scary scenario at that right after they heard the scary scenario it cleared up all the confusion within a minute so they were able to confidently go to the voting polls and make their decision and 
perform their civic duty. Um, But I don't know. I hope this doesn't happen again when it's time to go vote again. I want to make sure that they get these things fixed. Don't sit there and wait until after it screws up on one person, then you want to go do something about it. In fact, the folks there and many other places don't even know how to use those machines. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a little bit of a blindness education session where even though the next time to vote is a while away, it's still best to fix all the kinks now so that when it's time to do it again, we're not having another incident like today where it poops on you while you're trying to do your thing and it inconvenience you from doing your civic duty um but anywho i had recording of it so no one can call me a lie i had my phone on screen curtain and i had it in my shirt pocket and so it didn't make a noise at all it was going and it was recording the whole situation of it completely crapping out on me it's just so coincidental I went in to record it for my own personal experience for myself and it turned out that it recorded a horrible moment in my phone under screen curtain voiceover so I can teach you guys some really crazy screen curtain techniques yeah it's good for when you want to catch somebody but I don't want to say too much anywho that was my experience with voting today it was a bit unnerving but at the end I still won the opportunity to cast my ballot so yeah if you are interested in sharing a story or any feedback or whatever on whatever you just heard um, either recently or like um, hundreds of episodes ago, you can send me an email to casu305 at outlook.com. And I'll say it again casu305 at outlook.com. Not only will I speak on audio descriptions for folks who are living with blindness and low vision, uh, I want to talk about also written captions, you know, video captions, closed captions for people with hearing loss and, you know, for the deaf and hard of hearing community. Everyone thinks that doing something like this is really difficult. It's really not. It is absolutely not. You know, just picture yourself clicking on a video and all you see is a black screen. You hear everything going on, but you can't see anything happening. That's exactly what it's like for someone who is using a screen reader or someone who needs closed captioning. It it doesn't even require additional technology even. It's really not that hard. Like seriously, especially if you have Apple products, every... I like iPad, MacBook, or iPhone has iMovie. So all you have to do is do a voiceover for a video 
that has a silent moment that there is no actual action happening, but the video is playing. All you have to do is a, a voiceover clip that just pretty much narrates what's happening. It really is not rocket science, y'all. Closed captioning for those who are hard of hearing and deaf also isn't a really complicated thing. I know there are apps out there that do that, but I can't just get onto any app because I use screen readers. So it would be ideal for if I were to make a video, I would actually do a written transcript in the description of the video on Facebook talking about what, who said what and you know what was said back and forth because you can't do closed captions on Facebook just yet. Or at least I haven't figured out how to do it. So at least I'm thinking of everything in accessibility standpoint. So the next time you have a picture up there on social media and you just happen to have a friend who's visually impaired or blind, think about how you would want them to feel included in what you post. Just describe it like, you know, a quick paragraph of what something looks like, what is around it or what is around them. What color are the things in the area? Or who's standing where? Someone standing off to the far bottom or the top? Just something like that in the description of the photo. Like I said, you could even dictate it. It's not that hard. Anyways, thanks for listening. Hey, thank you so much for your message. I love your podcast. Um, I definitely favorite your podcast. Um, Please feel free to check out mine and hit the favorite button if you like what you hear. Um, Thanks again. I love what you're doing on Anchor. Hello, Miss Garcia. It is I, Casper from Massachusetts. Hope you're keeping cool because up in here, it is piping hot. I think tomorrow we are being greeted by Temperatures well over 100 degrees. Now, this means lots and lots of hydration. Forget the soda, forget the juice, forget the coffee, water. But you know, I gotta have my caribou coffee. So, thank you for listening to my channel and my episodes and podcast. I hope they continue to entertain and intrigue you, I guess. And raise questions of any kind. Um, I definitely will be checking out your podcast. And sorry for the delayed response. Have a great day.